0: Welcome to a Cup for the Soul. I'm Sue. I'm Trish.
1: And we're so delighted that you're joining us. In these podcasts, Sue and I share our meanderings from the inside place of how we live mindfulness and how the practice informs our days. And we want to unpack it a little bit to make it accessible and available for you to have lived in your daily life too.
0: We will offer some practices that you can news as well as some beautiful poetry that really resonates with us we invite you to make a cuppa as you join us and hope that you enjoy a cuppa for the soul welcome back to today's podcast. We're delighted that you could join us. So I'm going to start by reading this gorgeous poem called It Felt Love. So if you can do, I would invite you to close the eyes and just really receive these words with your heart and let them wash over you. It felt love. How did the rose ever open its heart and give to the world all its beauty? It felt the encouragement of light against its being. Otherwise, we all remain too frightened. It felt love. How did the rose ever open its heart and give to this world all its beauty? It felt the encouragement of light against its being. Otherwise, we all remain too frightened. And that's by Hafiz. Mm.
1: Doesn't that say at all? Mm -hmm. Doesn't it have the whole circle that we have this exquisite rosebud full of its potential but not knowing with it, open to its fullest or fall off as a little bud and it warms, the sun warming it. It coaxes it, invites it, encourages it, caresses it open, Billy. Really. And without this encouragement or light, it would be too frightened. And in that beautiful practice you let us in, in a previous episode of The Compassionate Companion, how when we're companioned, and safe, we expand, we laugh more, we have more of our guard down, more of our self is present. And so in these words, Sue, I, I feel the, the, the lightness of the touch of the sun, that how a lightness of touch can coax us, invite us, encourage us in a, in a different way. Oh, thank you for those words today.
0: They're just so beautiful. Like If you think about it, a seed can land in a piece of land where it doesn't get the nutrients that it needs to grow, and then it dies or withers, or it maybe grows for a short time, but never reaches its potential. But if we are in ground that nourishes us, so having people around us that care for us and love us, and that may not be your immediate family, that might be friends or a chosen family, or it could be any number of places where you feel the support and love and light that you need to unfold into your, your precious potential. And what I love about this is it takes vulnerability, doesn't it? It takes vulnerability for the rose to open up because once it opens up, the wind can catch some of those petals and blow them away. And there's a, there's a sacredness and there's a potential loss that happens when we open to the world. And just like the rose, that's the same for us. It takes vulnerability to open your heart to another person, to maybe to maybe find love in another being, but also the fear that there may be hurt when you open your heart and they don't love you back or they love you for a while but then move on. But isn't there such vulnerability and strength? and courage that is needed to open your heart so so when we we can all remain too frightened actually we can all kind of huddle ourselves in and never really know how much we have to give to the world we can we can hide ourselves away in our houses and our apartments in our places and of the country and world that we live in but it takes great bravery to bring our our vulnerability our essence into the world, a world that might shoot us down, may not like what we have to offer. In fact, that's probably it, going to be a natural reaction for some people. It may also love it. But this is it, it. may mm. also
1: be waiting for it. Yeah. You may have just the spark that I need today to light my flame inside for my to shine out and that experience i had that i so vividly remember when i was a really unhappy 16 year old one morning i was really heavily burdened don't know what what the ins and outs of it were but i remember feeling way down it was when i kind of said okay god if you exist i want to get to know you but i was my face was down towards the pavement i was looking at the cracks between the pavements walking up to school, and I remember this man, who I don't know who he was, looked me full on in the face and gave me the biggest smile and said, good morning, hello. And that little instant, I am here decades later still recalling with the same animated delight that that gift was for me. So during this pandemic, you know, you talk about not being frightened. When I head out into the world now and I go to gather groceries for me and for a few people who are cocooning, I do my utmost to smile and say hello to whoever's nearby. I've struck up conversations with people I've never met before just because we're all in this moment together. And that little smile can be enough to open the space out
0: a little bit. And isn't it amazing how that smile has a ripple effect not only did it have a ripple effect in that moment to that 16-year-old, but it continues to ripple out into this very eater today and it'll ripple out into the people that you touch and the smiles that you give to people. Isn't that so amazing and precious that something is simple? And will that man, will he have ever known the impact that he had? But isn't that the beauty? You know,
1: sometimes um, people talk about how you just somebody's a blessing on your path and they may never know it they may never know it and I think I think when we focus more towards the good if we if we give a little bit of attention in our day to what we're actually grateful for you know like for me this gorgeous warm cup of tea that's in my hand as we have this conversation yum delighted to have Mm. it gorgeous friend at the other side of my screen looking at me like what a gift yeah the line from the poem in a previous podcast of you know being grateful for enduring friendships what a gift how how can we turn towards the good when things are clattering around our ears how do we do that
0: And doesn't it take a little bit of training as well? Because the mind may want to focus on what isn't good right now. But actually, we know that the more we focus on what's good, we start to see more good in our lives by actually taking the time to really register what was good today or or to really be with that cup of tea that also was warming my hands, that you don't miss that moment. You don't miss it. You're there, you're fully present to it, you're alive to it. And in that really being present to it, you can get, you get to live it again later. Maybe tonight when you lie down and you say, what was good in my day? You say, ah, oh, that tea that I drank. And then by just starting to pick up these little moments that are precious and good, we actually start to see more of them. Mm. And it's, it is a little mm. bit of training, but actually our brain loves it. So what we know is it'll release a little bit of serotonin. It'll make us feel happy. Oh my God, that is precious. That is Mm. lovely. And then we get a little bit of dopamine. There's a reward for feeling good. Our brain actually wants us to feel more of this, but it also wants us to survive. So sometimes it'll pick those things that it wants us to remember. So instead of focusing on what's not good, isn't it just so lovely to focus on what's good right now and to actually start training your mind towards that so you see more of it, see more of it in your everyday and you pick up those little points.
1: And it is that, isn't it? It's, a, it's the lots of little things that make up a, a lot of something. Mm. So it's the grateful that there's food in the fridge actually rather than just wondering what's wrong if it's empty. But being grateful for what's here, being grateful for the sunlight, being grateful to be able to see and feel the sunlight. So many of the things that add to our sense of well-being don't cost money, Mm. don't require making a journey anywhere. Many don't require anybody else. They can be enhanced, you know. This the evidence is there that we will laugh longer, dance longer, go further with a companion that Mm. two is greater than one by more than just one and one equals two. So we know that about us as humans and we are social beings, but for the place on our own where we can nurture the lovely. I mean, I'm going to pick back up on that thought of even daring to look in the mirror into our own eyes in the morning or at any point doing your teeth or fixing your hair or slapping on a bit of lipstick catching those gorgeous eyes and acknowledging, hey, you're a gorgeous woman, you're a gorgeous man. Thank you for turning up today. can be just that little bit of something to to help us to really land and be present in the moment.
0: Acknowledging what's here. Yeah. It is that, isn't it lovely to just catch yourself and instead of finding something to be critical about, which so easily happens for so many, is to just to find something that is good, that is beautiful in that moment, in that being, in those eyes, that aliveness, this precious body that it's going to continue to age. You may not like the aging process, but actually to love the being that is inhabiting this body is such a wonderful thing. And it's funny as you, you say about enjoying the fact that there's food in the fridge. I have a funny story from this morning. I I went to bed early with my girls last night when they were falling asleep. So I didn't get the chance to do the usual tidy up of toys or whatever. And I got up this morning and I came out and for a split moment, I thought, oh my God, we've been robbed. <laughs> like there was just <laughs> a split moment where I was like, what happened to the place? It's absolutely trashed. And I realized it's just every single toy is out of every single box and all over the actual place. And it was just so funny. So as I was tidying up, then, you know, there's a moment where you could go, you could get really annoyed by that. Um, And maybe there was a flicker of that, like, Oh my God, like, but then as I tidied, it was just this, I can change how I view this actually. And just being so appreciative of the fact that I have these toys to clean up, that I have these little people in my life that are making this mess. Because for such a long time, we didn't have little people in our lives and we really wanted those little people. And I know for some people out there, they're going to be in the same situation where maybe they're longing for something that they don't have, whether that's a relationship, a partner, children, a dog, some other thing in their life that they don't have right now, but to stop and to find the good thing that they do have. And for me in that moment, it was, I'm so glad I have this house. It may not be perfect. It's, you know, there's, you could find lots of things wrong with it, but how lucky am I to have this place over my head when so many people in the world do not have a place over their heads, do not have a floor to clean, do not have, you know, all of these wonderful things, and to be grateful for the fact that, yeah, this is here, this is now. And it's amazing. It's amazing in its madness and its chaos. And it's hundred and one reasons you could be annoyed with it. It's richness of being alive. Yeah. The richness
1: of being alive, and I love how you can you found that moment of I could be annoyed about this, or I can be grateful. Mm. That choice, like that gap between the breath when we exhale, and there's that momentary pause between inhaling and exhaling. Mm-hmm. And it's like I think, I think that's where there's like that little window of opportunity, opportunities to, oh, to turn again, yeah. to turn again, just like with the breath being a new choice. Well, I'm going to give you a funny one. Yesterday morning, my gorgeous 17-year-old was clattering around at 6am. How many teenagers get up at 6am? So I reckoned that the surf was up and I heard him clattering at the extension at the side of the house and thought, okay. I had a story written, very quickly. That the surf was up. He's taking his bike, his cycle, down to the sea, and I had ended the previous evening with reading about a surfing tragedy in another part of the world. Bless those people who are grieving this week. Huge tragedy. So that was in my heart going to bed with two kids who surf here, and. There was evidence that he'd eaten food. There was the cereal all over the place and the splashes of milk everywhere and dribbles of honey. And And then by about 10 o'clock yesterday morning, I was thinking, I don't know where he is. He didn't leave a note. This is a long time to be gone from 6 a.m. with no note. His phone was on the island in the kitchen, so I had no way of contacting him. And I was cooking a little story. (laughs) And sometime later, my husband, Andrew, came in and he said, are you still worried about Adam? I said, yeah, I'd like to know where he is. I'm I'm quite concerned at this stage about him. He said, he's upstairs, fast asleep, in bed. (laughs) So there was I, having, with no evidence other than hearing the sound of the door, come up with the story that he'd gone surfing. Did I check that the surfboard was gone? No, the the other bit was I discovered his wetsuit was still there. So I thought he's gone for a really long cycle. That was when the four hours started to seem long. And I had to laugh at myself that there was I feeding the gremlin of worry Mm. based on a door click, a door bang, and breakfast at six in the morning. And did I have a hearty laugh last night when it was like, he woke up. He's a teenager. He woke up hungry at 6 a.m., stoked the fire, and didn't reappear until three in the afternoon. (laughs) Wow! So how in a moment we can go down a worry hole or a
0: other opportunity hole. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing really, isn't it? How the mind can literally take us on a journey. It just takes you on a journey. It creates all these wonderful visualizations and opportunities to concoct a story that doesn't even exist, that just doesn't even exist. And then our body gets caught in that feeling, that sense of dread or anxiety or worry that this is happening. And, you know, you're probably thinking the worst in that scenario because you're like, God, he's gone such a long time. And it's just a story. It's a complete fictitious story. But if you he read it tucked up in his, book, book, in his bed. Yeah. If you read it in a book, you wouldn't have the same emotional connection to it, but because you're constructing it in your mind, your body is responding as if it's actually happening. And But a little bit like you with the toys on the floor, instead of
1: my mind wanting to do the rant about he hasn't tidied up or this is let, it's like, I'm so glad he's alive. Mm. I'm so glad he's here to make this mess.
0: Yeah. Yeah yeah of course yeah yeah finding what's 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 nourishing yeah finding the good really and appreciating the good and as you say it's lots of little things it's not the big events because you know what you can approach those big events and still have a fairly negative attitude and you'll find something wrong you know I've been to weddings where people this is the supposedly the best day of their lives and they still find things that aren't right, that take from their day, whatever they are. So it's this ability to find the good no matter what. And the more you do that every day, the more then, even if things don't go right on your big day, you'll still enjoy it more, even more. Expectations.
1: Mm -hmm. Expectations are such a stumbling block. God, how often have you or I stubbed our toe on that stone? Mm -hmm. I expect something to be a certain way. And if it's not, it gives me reason to criticize what's wrong. And none of it's accepting what is. Mm. None of it's turning up into what is. Oh, Sue, I'll tell you, is it a mantra? I don't know if it's a mantra. But my God, the gift of this line of, This is what it is. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: This is what it is. Rather than the tantrum of, it shouldn't be this way. But the Mm -hmm. blessing of, this is what it is. This is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because we can come into this. Mm. We can't come into something else, somewhere else, some other time, some other moment. We can only be here. But we will suffer very, very quickly if we wanted some other how
0: yeah yeah it is the rose didn't argue with the sun it did not No, it accepted what reality is accepted its reality and like that can be challenging if you really don't like your reality right now you know if you don't like what maybe the relationship you're in or the job you're in or any number of things that you're experiencing but actually, doesn't it just take that choice more than me and the toys all over the place this morning? It's that choice to look at that role differently, that relationship maybe differently. And, you know, maybe it is move on from those things and find something that aligns better to your soul. But sometimes it is about looking at it in a different way and find it finding the good and being mm-hmm. open to maybe there is a little bit of good in there. Because quite often we can paint something completely black, can't we? We can paint it all black. And, you know, there's there's a bit of light. We just, it doesn't suit us to feed that story sometimes because we feel validated in, well, it is all black. But if I tell you there's a little bit of white in there, you maybe don't want to hear it. And you want to keep believing that it is all black.
1: Isn't this also where allies are, are, are so important? So whether, you know, if it is a painful relationship or a deep inner struggle, that we do go and actually get help. that We put our hand up and say, I need help. And thank God there is a lot of help to be accessed now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I was at a lovely, lovely talk about teenagers some months back. And this man put up a lovely diagram of working with a teenager who thought there was nobody on her side. Nobody had her back. He was looking at the circle of support. And originally there was nobody. And gradually it was like, well, actually there was her friend. And then actually her friend's mom she could talk to. She really liked her friend's mom. And then a teacher who she got on well with in school who she felt she could speak to. And, you know, it packed out. There was more and more support around. And I i know when I have got into my, lonely little hole which I drop into every now and again and sometimes you just need to remember actually this is good I love talking with this person I love this experience and we have to stretch out towards like you say rather than hiding down there's the sometimes we have to be our own best friend and cajole ourselves a little bit to come up and out and reach out get help if we need it if there's something that's not not okay to carry on our own it's not a weakness to ask for help and i think as i can't speak for men but as women and certainly at times i have found when i've maybe needed to ask someone to help with my kids i will find every other avenue sometimes before i'll ask for help so i've had to learn that i've had to swallow that pill I remember when i did a lot of my work with with um, groups of people who were living with cancer and when this issue would come up of, can you ask for help? And they would all give all the reasons of why they didn't want to be a burden to somebody. I know that feeling, I'm sure you do too. Mm. And then when I would turn the question around in the group and say, what is it like for you if someone asks you to help? And if I got a drop of a hat, they will. people will be delighted to help and they will describe what it's like to help somebody. And then I'll ask, how do you feel when you've been able to help somebody, when you've been asked to do something and you've been able to do it. And they will describe that warm feeling inside, how good it is to feel that you can contribute, how lovely it is to be needed and useful. And so the flip of that is, when we ask someone to help us, we give them the privilege of that experience. We give them the opportunity to contribute, to help us, to feel needed, and sometimes we just have to put up a white flag and surrender.
0: Yeah. And it can be hard for people, though. And in some cases, I would say, for a lot of Irish people, maybe they find it a little bit difficult to ask for help. There's a, I should be able to do it on my own, or there's a sense of vulnerability reaching out to, maybe it's counselling or mindfulness. Or, and it's actually to say that, you know what, you're not in it alone. There's so many people that experience the same challenges and by reaching out, there's so much healing. And as you Mm. say, people love to be needed. And if you can bring yourself to that courage point and that vulnerability of asking somebody to help you, it's such a gift to give another person as well as the gift you give yourself. You not only like, obviously primarily you get this massive gift of somebody being able to help you in your life And sometimes it's finding the right person, it's finding the right other person that will be able to, to support you in that. But there's also another thing that I I just want to say before I think we go into a practice is that there's that lovely saying that you are the average of the five people that you hang out with. So if you look at your peer group and are you nourished by them or do they kind of, is there a lot of negativity in that group? So sometimes it's helpful to find actually, are there other avenues to connect with people that can lighten your spirit? Or if you're in a kind of a a group where you do take other people down, it's maybe to look at that um, and find other ways that you can bring more good and more love into that group as well. And to kind of elevate that, that soul or that spirit in, in that collective place.
1: Mm, Beautiful. That is so beautiful. Sometimes we just trundle on without asking those questions. Mm -hmm. We get, you know, we don't, we we know there's something maybe missing, but we don't want to look because if we look, then there's a responsibility to maybe make a choice, do something different or be different. But how powerful to think that I can be the person to bring love into this space. Mm. What can I contribute? So will we take a moment and take a breathing space? Lead us into a practice. So if it's possible, just find a space to get comfortable. Allow the body to be supported, whether that's sitting or lying or even standing, if that's what's most comfortable for you. And however you are right now, Just notice the upward lift of the body, so that the head always inclines upwards, if it's allowed, by the point where the head just sits gently on the neck. And then a sense almost of the whole vertebrae, the whole length of the spine unpacking itself as it stretches down towards the ground so rather than being compressed like breathing space between the vertebrae between the ribs and if the body is sitting feeling the pelvis the buttocks the backs of the thighs dropping into the seat making contact And letting that sense of dropping, letting go, travel all the way down so that the feet are in good contact with the ground. Take a moment to experience the sensation of the feet, either making contact with the socks or contact with the floor, with grass, whatever is beneath them. And the sense of this piece of ground being supported by the soil beneath the foundations and that's supported by the core of this planet earth that we live on letting the arms just rest as they are So the shoulders don't need to hold on to the arms. And the hands can be soft. And as you breathe in this moment, as the breath enters and leaves, maybe that sense of softening can be experienced in the eyes, the eyelids. the jaw, there's a space between the teeth maybe, soft lips, and just connecting with the breath, that air being drawn into the body, and released from the body, So getting a sense of the whole body in this space in this moment. Noticing where there may be bracing, where there's that sense of the body's prepared for something or holding something. And as the breath lets go, maybe that sense of holding can be let go if that's okay right now. And the body finds its natural balance points. And the breath has been breathed in its own rhythm. Take a moment and bring awareness to maybe what's being experienced right now. So maybe there's thoughts, maybe concerns that are in your awareness. There may be physical sensations of pain or soreness or tightness somewhere. So just take a moment to notice what, where your attention is drawn to right now. maybe the mood or the feeling, the quality of emotion or sensation or mood that's in the body. Maybe you notice as you bring awareness, as you focus attention on this experience, its sensation, it is already different. It may be, it may not be. What's important is what you're experiencing and what's in your awareness. And as the body breathes, The invitation is to allow whatever is here to be here exactly as it is. Just to be kind in your attention, be soft in your gaze towards yourself and soft in your awareness of what is happening. And I invite you now to let the awareness of whatever has been focused for you, go, let go thoughts or feelings or mood and gather all of your awareness around the next breath. So bring your attention, your curiosity, your wonder, your Amazement, maybe, at this breath that's coming into the body right now. Notice where the body moves as you breathe. What happens in the back of the body, the sides of the body, the belly, the chest? Maybe, what do you notice at the nostrils? And for these next precious moments of your life, give attention to the breath with your warm curiosity. and this breath and this breath And the invitation now is to come back and take in the whole body breathing. Widen your awareness to take in the body breathing and whatever else is in this space for you in this moment. Notice how you are, what you feel, what you sense, what you experience without judging it. Labeling it. And bring this awareness with you into your day. So in your own time, opening your eyes, maybe wriggling your fingers and toes, bringing presence to the body in the alert space. And I'd like to leave you with Gay Hendrix's beautiful line of I wonder what something lovely is coming your way today. I wonder what something lovely is coming your way today.
0: Thank you. We so hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to get in touch with me, Sue Redmond, you can catch me on SueRedmond.com or email me at info at I'm also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PhD.
1: And if you'd like to get in touch with me, you can email me on mindfulnesstrish at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you.